What's up, everyone? It's Kirby Porter, and welcome to another episode of Court to Corporate. We're sitting down with athletes, discussing their personal playbooks, and diving deeper into how it's translated to success and lessons outside the game and in the business world. Hey guys, so how do you know when it's a risk worth taking? Or how do you balance the decision between short-term satisfaction and long-term advantage? As today's guest will show, it often starts with having honest conversations with yourself about what your end goal is. Today we have Bucci Okafor joining us. Bucci is currently at Under Armour where he's a lead of direct-to-consumer pricing optimization. But his path to get there came with a few leaps of faith. When Bucci was an undergrad at Miami University of Ohio on the football team, he worked his way up to starter his junior season. But just a few months after his breakout season came to a close, he gave up his scholarship to intern at Under Armour. Now, he played his cards right, he eventually earned his scholarship just a week after reporting back to campus and continues to excel at Under Armour full-time. But today he'll share how he weighed the trade-offs in giving up his scholarship for a summer opportunity he could not pass up. He'll provide insight into how he secured an internship and full-time offer at Under Armour without any previous work experience due to football. And lastly, he'll share his bid to athletes to think differently beyond the boundaries that are set in front of them and how to take full advantage of their university. If you're wondering when it's right to make the leap of faith or how to work your story to your advantage, we have a good one for you. All right, so who is Bucci Okafor? So um, I have two Nigerian immigrant parents. Um, they came here to go to college. Uh, my dad went to school at Marshall. My mom went to a, a community college in uh, Columbus, Ohio. So you know, growing up in an immigrant household, you kind of realize the value of hard work and what it takes to succeed. So my dad was able to build a pretty successful home healthcare business um, coming into this country, barely being able to speak English. Um, and he was able to be pretty successful at that. And my mom was able to um, become a financial advisor. So just seeing their story kind of made me want to strive and work hard. And then I also have three siblings. You know, my brother is a lawyer, my sister is a medical researcher, and my little brother studying engineering. So we have a pretty competitive household. So <laughs> that's always helped me in terms of just making sure I always have the right perspective and going into anything I do. Um, so looking at school, I went to Miami University of Ohio, uh, majored in finance, minored in um, business analytics. Also played football there. I was a four-year letter winner, um, played safety and corner. I uh, was able to start over 24 games and um, had a pretty successful career in my, in my perspective. Uh, while also balancing being a student, being an athlete, I also had to be a student. So mm-hmm. I um, try to get um, as much of the student experience as possible. So I was reached out. So I joined a business fraternity, Alpha Kappa Psi, where I was on the investment committee, as well as able to become a director of our um, internal um, student-run consulting firm. What led you to Miami from a program perspective, going through that recruiting process? Yeah, so for me, it was, um, I knew I wanted to play Division One football. And I knew I also wanted to, have, my parents, you know, emphasize as well as I emphasize on having, um, being able to go to a program that, provided me with the best education as possible. So I had a few preferred walk-on spots at Duke and Northwestern, as well as um, uh, offers from Brown. But, you know, with that, Ivy League, they obviously do not um, help you uh, financially. So 
and then once I got the offer from Miami University of Ohio, it was uh, it was kind of a no brainer. I was able to play football at a high level as well as get a great education with their, um, you know, they have a very good business school there. So I um, decided to go there. Um, we did not have the most successful program going in. Um, we were probably we did have the worst team in the country my freshman year. Really? Yeah. So it was, oh it was definitely uh, it was definitely a learning experience on the athletic side. And you know, my coach got fired mid season, so it was just um, being able to work through that, you know, being kind of the laughingstock of the school, you know, was not was not an easy thing to, to do. But, you know, we got better overall. And then my senior year, we were able to go out by winning six games straight and going to a bowl game where we almost beat SEC yeah. school. So it was a cool way to um, end my football career in Miami. But there was also some a lot of trials and tribulations throughout throughout that whole process. Yeah. And so with that, tell us about your junior year, because that year you had worked your way up to starter for your team. And at the same time, you became director of internal education for the um, student-run consulting practice on campus. So talk about that year from a development aspect or turning point for yourself. How did that come together? Yeah, so that was a critical year for me. You know, it was a very stressful year trying to balance, you know, football and being able to do all the extra things, being a leader on the team, you know, having to put in the extra hours, whether it's film or just going to the younger guys or the you know coaches look at you as a leader so you have to you know put in the extra work to show the guys that you are in fact doing what needs to be done in order to be, have a winning program but then with that I also knew that football wasn't going to be wasn't going to be the tool that I needed in order to make um, you know to make money long term you know I knew I wasn't mm -hmm. going to the NFL so I had to prepare myself for that um, that's why I joined you know um, try to find as many leadership roles outside of football as possible so you know Joining the um, our internal um, student-run consulting for my Miami University was something that I wanted to do just because I thought at the time consulting was what I wanted to do. So I decided to join that, and it was definitely a learning experience, you know, because there I had my football family, my brothers on the football team, who you know tried, who drove me um, at an athletic level as well as on a personal level. But then I had you know my brothers in my business fraternity who also who helped me, and you know academically and like some of the most successful people I've known come from that organization. So I was, I was able to have, you know, the best of both worlds, whether it was my football family or my, um, my uh, business fraternity family. So that was definitely the year where things started to click for me. And then um, going into that, I was able to get an internship mm -hmm. at um, Under Armour too. Right. And I mean, so for you that year, you're looking for leadership experiences off the field was the consulting um, consulting student consulting firm on campus the only thing you were targeting because you were you thought you were interested in consulting at the time or were there other things that you were thinking about as well yeah there was definitely other things I went for you know I think the consulting one was just um, for me it was all encompassing because I thought I wanted to do consulting yeah. so that was the major thing so being able to join that organization start preparing myself for case interviews and things like that was a huge help mm -hmm. um, but then I was also looking at things across the board at, at Miami you know Miami is a great school in terms of what they provide for their students so I was able to you know I was able to join our analytics club there and that really sparked my interest in wanting to you know have that minor in analytics and um, pursuing a career in analytics which I'm currently doing now so right. I think being able to just you know use the most out of the university because I think that's the thing that student athletes tend not to do sometimes is um, you know, they're kind of led to focus primarily on their sport, right? But then they go to these great universities that offer so much um, opportunities for them. And I think being a student athlete, people are so much more willing to kind of bring you in and say and work with you in, in these different organizations. So following 
what you could say was the height of your personal career or, or peak performance and earning that starting job, you gave up your scholarship to intern at Under Armour and we'll backtrack and talk about the process leading up to that, but tell us just to start with the moment of your decision. What were the pros and cons that you were balancing? How are you personally understanding, you know, what was at stake on either side of the coin? Yeah, so that was definitely by far the hardest decision I ever had to make. You know, like I said, I was looking, I was starting to be looked towards as a leader on the football team as well as getting that starting spot. Um, I had a pretty good season too. So, you know, the decision just came down to, you know, I just looked at the looked at where my life was headed you know I mm. knew that football was not going to be the end-all be-all for me I knew I had to figure something out and I didn't want to be another student athlete or another football player that just graduates and then is scrambling to figure out what he wants to do next right so I think the Under Armour internship was just it was a no-brainer to me but at the time I mean now it's a no-brainer but at the time it yeah. was definitely a difficult choice because um I didn't want to leave my brother for the summer. You know, those the summer is the most crucial part of any football program where you're bonding, where you're bringing in the new guys, where you're, you know, preparing yourself mentally and physically for the upcoming season. So I knew that if I took this, it wasn't going to be um, an easy decision. So, you know, when I was balancing that, when I, when I found out I got the job offer, which I was not expecting just because of the how many applicants come in. So, you know, for me, it was just a shot in the dark. Yeah. Um, so when I got the official offer, that's when, you know, I started to really have to having to figure out what I wanted to do. Right. So, I mean, when I talked to my parents, it was kind of a it was a no brainer to them, like take it, you know. Um, but then when I was talking, I had multiple discussions with my head coach. And I think um, that's when the tough part. That's when I realized that, OK, um, athletic college athletics is a business. You know, <laughs> we had multiple conversations where our first conversation when I told him that I was going to take the internship he really he wanted to call whoever he could at Under Armour to kind of tell him okay could you push this until like after the summer could he do it you what? know sometime oh. sometime another time so I, another time yeah, like, what is another he's like time? I'll call I'll call KP and I'll like call I have connects <laughs> at Under Armour I'll call someone I was like that's not how it works not, you know it's not that know. it's not like that so that was the first discussion and then it was okay well since you were a starter for us last year I mean, we need to have you, or we want to have you back, but we can't set the precedent on the team that you can just leave for the summer, right? So he said, the only way you can stay on the team is if you give up your scholarship so that mm. all the other guys on the team know that this is not something that you can just do if you're a scholarship player. So, you know, I mean, that obviously, I mean, I wasn't happy about that. I mean, I worked hard to, earn, to get that scholarship, and I proved on the field by being a starter, so I obviously wasn't happy, but I knew that if I wanted to play football, that was the only option I had. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, I gave up my scholarship. Um, went to Under Armour intern, so there I was just, it was tough, you know, because I had to balance trying to figure out how to work in an organization like Under Armour, as well as in the back of my mind, knowing that I still have to earn my scholarship back when I get back from, from this internship. So I was doing two days, I was working out before work, I was working out after work. Mm -hmm. um, I was in contact with my, with my position coach, he was sending me film, I was studying film at night, just to make sure that when I came back, I was in the best shape possible physically and mentally. So. The day after the internship, I had a report to camp. And then, um, so camp, we had two days, it was a dog days, but I was able to get my scholarship back within a week, you know. I think it just proved that, you know, if you come in with the right mindset, I was in great shape. I don't think the coaches thought I was gonna be. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of pressure there because they were waiting for me to fail, waiting to prove their point that you can't miss an entire summer, expect to be able to play Division right. one football. Right. But I think I was able to um, just show, show them that they were wrong. And it was kind of, 
a point of validation to me is that I was able to come back for my scholarship and then become a starter for every game I played in. So mm -hmm. it was definitely uh, a tough few months for me. But then after the fact, I just realized I was able to gain the respect of not only my teammates because they respected my decision as well as my coaches because they realized that I wasn't messing around and this mm -hmm. is something I really wanted to do. So I think after that, you know, a lot of guys, young, especially the younger guys on the team, really hit me up asking me for advice on pursuing internships and things like that. So, and I think that set the foundation where a lot of guys now are doing internships, but it's closer to the university, it's closer mm. to Miami's campus, so they can actually stay for the summer and do internships. Yeah. So I think I was able to kind of show them that you can do both, and it's very possible to do both, and that you should be a student athlete, as the NCAA loves to call us. <laughs> as they love to. <laughs> um, so they didn't want to set the precedent. Had that Was that even an option? Like, in the program at large, had someone on scholarship or not left for the summer to do an internship? Yeah, so scholarship guys have left, but then yeah. they never came back for the team. Mm, so mm -hmm. I know another guy, he went to work, actually he was a, um, did engineering at Google for the summer. Wow. Yeah, it's a huge opportunity for him, and he never came back just because. Did he, he try out, or he just didn't want he to? He just didn't come back, right? But the thing is, that, that guy, he wasn't really, he was a scholarship guy, but he didn't play that much, right? Got so it. it wasn't beneficial for the team to bring him back, right? For me, the only reason why they gave me the option to come back was because they actually needed me. Right, we didn't have much depth in my position, so right. that's the thing. It's like if I wasn't a value to them, they wouldn't have wanted me to come back. But the fact that I yes. was, so it's that's why it's a business, as we all know. I mean, it's what can you do for me now? So mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like I was hurt about it, but I realized that okay, this is a business. Yeah, and if I'm seeing at my level where we're Division One, but we're not the top five, we're not Power Five, so I couldn't imagine what's like in the at the bigger over, exactly the bigger schools. Exactly, and I mean, I guess my question is. You, I mean, you saw it in your purview. You've seen players that were not on scholarship leave, players that were on scholarship leave and not come back. What was different for you? Like, why did you personally see that as a necessary next step? And why don't you think more athletes did it? Yeah. So I think for me, it was just, first of all, like, I didn't want to lose my scholarship. Yeah. That was, like, the biggest thing. Like, I was going through school without having to pay for it, and I did not yeah. want to put that burden on my parents. Um, so that was also that was the biggest thing but then it was just also I just want to be I, I love playing football mm -hmm. and I wasn't gonna let a coaching staff take that away from me mm -hmm. um, we're student athletes and I think that we need to be able to do what regular students do I realized that you know you they have a program to run but if a player feels like he can do both then let the player do both mm -hmm. especially at a school like Miami University where majority of us aren't going to the league yeah you know how did Under Armour come into the picture? Yeah, so I think, for, like I said earlier, it was kind of just a shot in the dark. You know, I was looking at internships. I knew I wanted to do an internship. I knew I, I knew that I would. It would have been a big decision for me, so it had to be a, a like a top tier internship, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. I I think I applied to three. I applied to Under Armour, Adidas, and then uh, I think it may have been a Google one as well. Mm -hmm. um, so the Under Armour one. After I applied and I started doing some research on like the program and just how competitive it was, that's when I was like, okay, I, I really want to get into this now. Like, yeah. I started research. I wasn't a big fan of the brand, but then I started doing more research. I saw who they were signing, and then I was like, okay, I would. This is something I want to be a part of. Yeah. Right? So once I got the first call to do the interview, that's when I knew that I needed to get it, and I prepared as much as possible so I could get it. So it was it was a quick process. I think it was about two three interviews, mm -hmm. and then I was found out maybe a couple months later that I got it. So yeah. it was definitely a whirlwind. 
walk us through that process for you because prior to then you weren't able to have any internship yeah. experiences. So just frankly, how did you sell yourself during what was, as you mentioned, such a highly competitive process? Yeah. Like what did you lean into or plus up in the absence of being able to point to, I did this right. last summer, I did that this summer Exactly, and I think that's where student athletes need to utilize the university, and that's what I did, because I knew that I would I was gonna lack experience in whatever internship I applied for, because mm-hmm. I was a student athlete, I didn't have time. So that's why I joined these different organizations on campus, like the business fraternity, um, like the investment committee, like the consulting committee, just so I can show mm. people who are looking at my application that I'm not just a student athlete, that I can compete in football at a very high level, as well as um, doing these other things. So when I inter- when I applied for an internship, I had my finance major and an analytics background, which mm-hmm. I think set me apart having the analytics minor, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because that's what they were kind of looking for in an intern. And I think just having football there as well showed that I can, I'm a very hard worker, which everyone, every employer wants, as well as being able to get it done in the classroom. So I think that's what kind of set me apart was my the academics and what I was able to do while I was in school, as well as being able to play uh, football, kind of managing both. Right. I want to pick your mind on this topic of intangibles. Yeah. We hear it all the time, and I think it's just the nature of the game, and employers are aware that many athletes don't have the time or they're incapable of doing internships during the summer, so it's always prioritized that we have the intangibles that carry over and translate to the workplace but they only carry over when you know how to apply them, right? When you understand time and place, when you're fully aware of your leadership style of how you follow. What, take me through that from your personal experience. Uh, Did that play into your interview process and how does that look like for you on your day-to-day now? Yeah, so I think as student athletes, we inherently have the intangibles that every employer wants. You know, we're hard work, hard working, we're dedicated, we have leadership ability. you know, we don't we don't fold under pressure. So I think having the intangibles is something that every student athlete has off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what really helps in the interviews. But then it's being able to translate those intangibles to how you can get it, how you can apply it to the business world, right? So yeah. um, it's great to have all those things. But okay, what can, what work can you do with those things? I think that's where as student athletes we lack because we just are so focused on our sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have that professional development that a lot of um, regular students have, right? Because they're just inherently being in, around their peers all the time, they just get that, or being in the business school all the time, mm-hmm. they just get those, like professional development. So I think for me, um, being able to kind of show them that I can, I also I have those intangibles, but as well as I have the hard skills, and mm-hmm. that's where I really focused skills. on, was the yes. hard skills. Like I knew I was going into finance internship, so leading up to it, I made sure I knew how to use Excel. You know, that was like the biggest thing is like, I wasn't very good at Excel, but I knew I needed to be good Mm -hmm. at that. So that's the hard school I focused on going into the internship, as well as just understanding the P&L, like a financial statements, income statements, things, just simple things like that. Yeah. Um, I may not have used in my internship, but I just wanted to be able to speak on it because I was going into a financial organization within Under Armour. So I think it's just doing your homework and understanding where the team or business unit you're going to be in, and then just studying up, leading up to that internship or job. Um, Yeah. No, for sure. So your mentality going into that summer, as you mentioned, you have to make the most of what you just took a leap of faith for with a chip on your shoulder because you have to go back and earn a scholarship. Ultimately, you did. And now you're full-time in Under Armour, almost going on three years, right? Uh, you're aging me. You're aging I'm sorry. Me it's <laughs> two. My bad, my bad, my bad. Come on, Kirby. <laughs> my bad. Um, but it was a risk worth taking, obviously. 
Tell us more about your mindset during that summer. Understanding yeah. you're doing two days, you're doing the film in addition to what is a very rigorous internship. How how were you attacking both? Yeah. Like what was going through your headspace at that time? Yeah. So it was definitely a lot, but I knew that um, it's just being able to compartmentalize things, right? So mm. in the morning when I'm working out, that's all I'm doing. I'm just working out, right? And then when I'm at work, it's just I flip the switch and I'm just working. Um, but I think. What kind of helped me out, helped me was just always being in contact with my coaches um, back at Miami and just understanding what the team's doing, talking to some of the other leaders on the team, understanding how everything's going with them and always just being in touch, right? So never going a couple of weeks without talking to anyone within the program and mm-hmm. just having my foot in there just so they know that I'm thinking about them and always um, wanting to know what's going on. But then when it comes to the internship, though, like that was when I started realizing, okay, how important networking is. Um, that That was probably the... I'm, like inherently I'm not a guy who reaches out to people asking for help or wanting to have conversations with them but I realized that that's a need to have in any mm-hmm. organization and I think that's what really helped me get an offer back I think was I was able to really talk to a lot of people within the organization tell them my story tell them why I wanted to be there tell them you know what I was doing and what I had to do in order to be there and I think that's what really helped me because at the end of the day and most internships you know when the summer's over they're gonna a lot of people are gonna be held around the table and have your name up on the board and say yeah. okay how do you feel about this person? I think I was able to build a personal brand as an intern where a lot of people were willing to speak up for me and I'm willing to to tell a leadership that they wanted me back. Tell us about how you navigated kind of socializing who you are and what you stand for. How do you know when to bring in your athlete into the conversation? Yeah. And... When, when do you pull it back? Yeah, that, you know, that there, is, it's a fine line. That is you a don't great want to do question. That's something that like I always worried about, right? Yeah. So like on my resume, I like, make sure it's always last, right? Because I mm. didn't want to be known as a like a football player first. Right? Yeah. I wanted that to be the bonus. Yeah. I wanted my, I wanted my of everything else to speak for itself. Too many times, I think, especially employers or they just they see student athlete, right? But if that's all they see, they're like, okay, like what else? What else? Mm-hmm. So I think it's always good to have it as a bonus, as a plus. Like, oh, and you play football. And. Right. It's and mm-hmm. rather than not, not just first. So when I'm talking about it, yeah. So it was funny because my the, the woman who hired me, we had a conversation and I didn't mention football at all. And then so then when I finally told her I played football, that's like the whole interview was just about football. But that was like after we went through my whole resume. So, so it's just. It's, it was definitely hard because I never wanted to leave with that. Yeah. But then, like, as I got more comfortable, as I started knowing people across the organization, that's when it started coming out yeah. just naturally. So I think that's the best way for it to come out naturally. Then you realize, oh, they play football too or they play yes. college athletics. And then you, you kind of have a bonding point outside of work. Mm-hmm. I think that's when the networking starts. And that's when you start to – people start to realize, okay, you're a student athlete, so I'm going to make sure I'm going to keep you on my hip and, like, be a mentor to you or help you out or just – Maybe you guys went to the same school or something like that. So I think it's always Absolutely. I always think of it as an added bonus rather than something that defines me or defines my um, personal brand. Tell us about your decision to uh, return to Under Armour and your path so far. So you interned in finance, yeah, correct? Yeah. Walk us through your your journey at Under Armour. Were you drawn to initially? Were you drawn to the industry or the role? Yeah. And what does that look like for you? Yes, I think it was the role first. Um, so I got a not the job offer about a week or two before the internship ended, and I signed it like immediately because you know <laughs> that's a no brainer. Yeah, it was a no brainer. You know how well they treat us at the internship. Yeah. It was just it was amazing. A, it was amazing. And yeah. 
I knew as going to my senior year, I may not have had the time to kind of formally interview for a lot, a lot of other positions. And I think I didn't want, really want to work anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't know about the retail industry, um, but I kind of grew to love it during that summer. So then I came back full time at the same on the same team, same org, other than finance. For, so for about a year, I was there. I was working with my manager on um, kind of um, figuring out how to report financially because we kind of pivoted from um, how we were reporting our financials. So I was helping her build that infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, but after a year, I essentially kind of automated my way out of the job because we essentially automated what I was doing manually. Yeah. That was kind of what our year-long project was. So then I was kind of like a free agent at that time, and I was able to kind of figure out, kind of lead my own path, right? And that's where networking comes in, because I knew that at the end of this, our project, I wanted to do something else, whether or not um, there was a job for me there. Mm-hmm. So I was talking, throughout that year, I was talking to different people across finance, across retail, across all other organizations. So then when the time came for me to kind of figure out where I want to go, I had people wanting me to join their team. Right, so I was able to pick where I wanted to go, and that's just because I was networking throughout that year and talking to different people. So then that's kind of when, um, so I was focused a lot on reporting, and I wanted to be more analytical. I wanted to use what I learned in school in terms of analytics, so I kind of, I went to the, our global pricing and analytics team. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, the, for there, I was able to kind of help, help manage and build our price optimization strategy. So how do we become more effective in pricing our products at our outlet channels as well as our e-com site? Um, so that was a, definitely a learning opportunity for me. You know, I was um, had, having to interface with different people across the organization was something that I didn't have, have to do in my last role. So mm-hmm. definitely understanding that people may not understand numbers or may not understand analytics like you, like I may. So I have to be able to dumb things down. Not necessarily dumb things down, but put it in a yeah. way they can kind of um, digest. So that was a great opportunity for me. And then from there, I was able to, I was in that role for about eight months. Um, and then I got the awesome opportunity to kind of become a manager and um, lead that, actually lead the um, pricing and optimization strategy for our retail, North America retail team. Mm-hmm. So in, a, in about, oh, in less than two years, I was able to have three different roles and yeah. I'm currently now a manager within two years. So that's, that all speaks to being able to kind of network and know and find opportunities because a place like Under Armour and a lot of other organizations, you can kind of, um, you can kind of lead your own path on where mm-hmm. you want to go so um, definitely being proactive helped me get to where I am right yes. now yes absolutely let's end with your advice for athletes on scholarship who may or may not even be in the headspace same headspace that you were in assessing your leap of faith so two questions for you you weighed your pros and cons and it was a risk worth taking as mentioned as you're succeeding at Under Armour now um and you know, even if it's not a path for everybody, what are your two cents um, or bid to athletes to think differently beyond the boundaries that are set yeah. in front of them? Yeah, so I think uh, I just want to preface with like, what I did was kind of an extreme and not something that yeah. a lot of people would want to do and I wouldn't suggest doing, you know? Yeah. But I think it's just knowing yourself first, knowing, being honest with yourself. If you honestly believe that you have an opportunity to play professional, professionals in whatever sports you're in, then go for it, go for it 100%. But also know, also have a backup plan, right? Always have a backup plan, you know? Um, and I think that, if, and if you're being honest with yourself and you know that playing professionally is not gonna pay your bills and that's not something you're able to do, then find out what else you can do. And I knew that taking the internship was gonna be the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. So I think for student athletes out there, just being honest with yourself and knowing your true abilities and knowing where your abilities can take you. And then from there pivot and figure out um, 
how you want to achieve those goals. Because yeah. if you know that playing professionally is what's going to pay your bills, then go all in on that. Mm-hmm. If not, then figure out um, what you can do outside of your sport in order to achieve those goals. And I think another piece of advice um, is just utilize your university. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let athletics define your whole career, you know, your college career, because at the end of the day, a lot of people are at these great universities that have so much to offer, and it's just, I see it all the time where athletes just aren't taking advantage of it, you know. Yeah. Um, as athletes, people are drawn to athletes, so when you go to an organization, they'll be, they are going to be willing to bring you in just because you're an athlete, right? And so just learn from that and kind of learn from those organizations and, um, you know, find peers that are may not be an athlete, maybe just be someone in your class but you know they're super smart and just like pick their brain just find people outside of your athletic bubble um, because they have different perspective and they they can teach you a lot of things that maybe a lot of your teammates can't mm-hmm. and I think you kind of just spoke to this um, and it just being an extreme decision because you were able to make that for yourself because you had done work to become a starter and they they knew that you added value and they wanted you to come back but the reality is not everyone is a starter. Some coaches probably don't even want to hear a right. player ask to take off for the summer. So if your coaches had said no, yep. it's not an option to come back and earn your scholarship, what steps would you have taken to achieve your same goal yep. if you had to be on campus that summer? Yeah, so if I had to be on campus that summer, I, to be honest, I don't know if I would have played football. Mm. Yeah, because I, like I said, I'm very brutally honest with myself and I knew that if I got this internship, I knew I'd be able to, you know, fight to get a full-time offer. Yeah. And so I, if I'm being honest, I probably wouldn't have been on the team. Um, I wouldn't have came back, but I think that's also, that's very extreme. So yeah. I, um, to be honest, if say I had to stay there on this, at the summer and I chose to stay there during the summer, I just, I would have kept utilizing my business fraternity and the consulting firm I was in and all those different organizations I was in in order to kind of shore up my resume, my brand, so that when it was time to interview um, my senior year, I was was as prepared as possible. Um, I would have tried to find anything locally, whether it was with the athletic department or, you know, with um, my finance department or whatever I I could do to find some experience that I could speak to when the interview time came. So I think... That's for people who don't have that option, obviously, to leave for the summer or leave for the winter or whenever your preseason workouts are. It's just, like I said before, utilize your university because there are so many things that you could do within school or close to your school that can give you that experience that you can speak to that employers are looking for. And inherently, a lot of employers understand that as an athlete, you don't have time to do that. So if you can show them that you tried, at least, then that, that will go a long way. And I know a lot of athletes who didn't give up scholarships or have internships who are very successful right mm-hmm. now and are at um, high levels at companies. So I think it's just knowing yourself and then being able to utilize your university in order to get that experience. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Court to Corporate. Make sure to follow us on the gram in the meantime. That's at Court to Corporate with the number two in the middle. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. Let us know what you'd like to hear, who you'd like to hear from, and check back in next time.